Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm Richard Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about what is spiritual guidance? How do you know that it's true spiritual guidance, and what is the difference between wishful thinking and intuition and spiritual guidance and guessing and all those different and things. talking to God. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things. Um, I don't know if it's a rule of thumb or not, but it might be. But it's something you didn't expect. It's mm -hmm. something that uh, seems to come from another place. Wishful thinking is what you're wishing for, mm -hmm. so that's your ego talking to you about some subject that really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Well, there are those times, I think we've all had them, where you are moving along in your life and you just know things. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a knowing that we get separated from early on. Oh, yeah. Also, a big assortment of reasons mm -hmm. why we get separated. But there's a feeling that just feels really comfortable. And if you get in touch with what that feeling is, it makes it a lot easier in identifying it. For instance, if you were to get up after the show is over and go brush your teeth and go to bed and all that, um, whatever your process is, it would be comfortable. Your knowing knows that your toothbrush is in the bathroom or wherever it may be, and you don't question anything. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a knowing like that that is a direct connect to spiritual guidance, our higher self, our higher path. And if you want to look at it as us being cable cars and it uh, the little thing reaches up and gets its electricity or its power on the, the cable that it's touching at the top. We're like that. We have an inner guidance system. I call mm -hmm. it InStar, uh, inside instead mm -hmm. of OnStar. Um, your inner guidance system, your INNER net. I've been saying that for many years. Many I think years. Uh, somebody I interviewed is now uh, putting that in her books and stuff like that. Um, so I think that it is catching on, it's all mm -hmm. over the place, but it really is, rather than internet, it's an internet. And we connect it all the time to mm -hmm. our future self, our past self, our present self, and all, all of these. Um, Other uh, selves. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're all catching on that we can, we're connected. So how do you tap into that? Well, you don't, it's not a how-to. A lot of times we read books or something to find a how-to. First I do this, then I meditate, and then I do that. It's more like, how do I allow myself to let go of the thoughts that are interrupting that constant dialogue that was on? I remember being a small child, and I was trying to understand who I was supposed to love more, God or Jesus. I don't know if anybody, it's like, well, Jesus, oh gosh. And so I was trying to, I was in this constant dialogue of, well, I love the divine. And I would just say, I love you very, very, very. And every night when I would go to sleep, I would continue the very, 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 very. And I knew I would never stop saying very to God or whatever that presence was. And what that did is it kept me in a constant dialogue, a constant engagement of oh, the divine. Excellent. And I decided I would never interrupt that by saying um, the word much related to that context, mm -hmm. you know, as in very, very, very. Well, that's very well done. So it's the constant dialogue and it really is there, but you have to make an effort or, I know a lot of people don't like that word, but I think effort oh, no. implies a conscious activity. Mm -hmm. But you, you have to make that effort to 
um, to really engage with it, to keep the dialogue going. And if you don't meditate, you don't believe in it, you don't practice it, you don't trust it, you're not uh, uh, strengthening that connection. Mm -hmm. It's like any other muscle you build, repetition. Yeah. And then to, um, you know, as we said so many times on the show, it's the idea that you uh, meditate at a certain time, you know, as you're getting up or going to sleep or both would be good. And some method by which you can start the wheels turning that will allow you to come to uh, what would at first appear to be <clears throat> conscious mind conclusions. But there are these um, moments of epiphany where you just uh, clearly understand. I notice lately uh, when I wake up in the morning that um, uh, pieces of things are uh, no longer in denial, and I can see this is going on and this is going on. Hmm. And just in the gathering the brain back again to step into the reality of the next day, the sleep process seems to be uh, quite the form of meditation, eh? Yeah. In that sense, yeah. So. Um, another word for epiphany, by the way, is um, initiation. Hmm. Uh, I believe they're synonyms in a certain way because we've spent so many years doing the Sekim initiations for people. And um, uh, when we were going through the original initiations, uh, with each, each initiation there became a uh, level of understanding that was higher than it was before. Mm -hmm. and um, your faculty increases. Yeah, and it does get exponential, too. Mm -hmm. It's not just a little bit up. <coughs> the more you know, the more you're capable of knowing. So yes, each, well done. Each thing becomes larger, it really does, to a point where you know so much, you get back to the detail of the specific again. You know? mm -hmm. And you've spent so many years uh, in tarot each time you pull a tarot card, it is that moment of uh, epiphany or revelation mm -hmm. or insight or clarity or whatever word. Spiritual guidance comes every time you touch, um, touch one of your decks also. Uh, you've published three, yeah, still four decks, working, four I decks. Have, I have a number of others that, um, yeah. that uh, will be ready. They're more therapeutic type decks, mm -hmm. but, well, how, it, how is it, like when we get that um, spiritual guidance, uh, there's a movie, oh gosh, Steve, Steve Martin, uh, he's <laughs> in a movie, I think it was Man with Two Brains, there's oh, a yeah. scene in it where Kathleen Turner is a gold digger and is trying to get his fortune and then kill him, you know, like give him a heart attack or something. Ouch. And so he goes to the portrait of his deceased <coughs> wife and says, give me a sign, is it okay if I marry her? And you hear this, no. He goes, any kind of sign, just give me a sign. And the painting starts spinning, no. He goes, any sign at all. And then sparks are flying out of the corners of the painting as it spins around. And he goes, okay, thank you. I guess it's okay that I marry her. So often our guidance comes in these very dramatic, loud ways. Mm -hmm. Like we will be pondering is it good for me to start this project, start writing a book, and the next thing you know, this perfect feather that would, could be a quill lands on your lap, and the, the next word you hear on the TV is write. And it, then we question that. We question that because, oh, that has to be coincidence. I tell you, the word coincidence has divorced us 
from our knowing oh, in yeah. so many regards. Yeah. And it, it really is a synchronicity and a serendipity because there are infinite amounts of things that can happen at any time. Yeah. And if it's matching up with what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what's going on in your life, that's not an accident. Yeah, I believe in one of the language codes book, I suggested that every time you think the word coincidence, you manually change it to synchronicity. That's good, that's good advice. <coughs> Excuse me. In that way, you are less led astray Coincidence is one of those words that is same thing, same category of word as the word random. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as random. As long as you can hold on to the word random and believe in it, you ha you lose footing. Yeah. You know, I remember in the 50s or something somewhere, they were saying dreams were just random rehashing of your day. Yeah. And that's all they were. Some people still say that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but that's not the way that works at all. Uh, I know. Well, I know that. I, I so, agree. So much of it. There's your um, second book, codes. Hidden Language Codes, yeah, on go. the monitor right now. Let me just see if I can. Uh, I think uh, I slid uh, that over, so that's all my there doing there. Oh, no, no nothing was so done. Rick is so brilliant at getting the glare off books <laughs> on the, before we start. And it was a little to the side, so I was moving it more yeah. to the center. And then as I did it, I realized, uh, but that's just the light coming out of the center of the book. That's all it was. Well done. But you know that, that idea of coincidence, I think that is a very powerful one. Um, if you believe in coincidence, you can't, you ha it's a harder time believing in the divine, and I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. There is a, an ancient form of divination called bibliomancy, where you pick up a book and you open it up, and you, wherever your eyes fall, you take that as the answer to what you are asking. Mm -hmm. And it's been, since books have been available, people have done that, and even prior to books in, di in different ways. Um, but that is an ancient form of dream interpretation with the Quran, where uh, in, in a lot of way, the Muslim religion is yes. more progressive in a lot <laughs> of ways, because they do ways. believe in, in the, uh, in the ability for the divine to speak through us when we put it into what scientists would call the random world. Otherwise, we're already controlling it. If we specifically put things in a specific order, it's difficult, more difficult for spirit to come in and get us a message than if we allow for that synchronistic, serendipity, mm -hmm. random type of an environment. And so the uh, form of dream interpretation would be to someone would t uh, tell the dream, and then the diviner, the interpreter, would open the Quran. And there was oh. uh, one story that um, Mina, who used to work here, had told uh -huh. us. And she said that in dream symbolism, a lot of the symbolism in the Quran is used to interpret dreams. And one was where the people trying to pursue Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad went into a cave and a spider web covered the entrance, so they walked right on by it, figuring he wasn't in there because the spider web had covered the entrance. Mm -hmm. And so spider webs then represented protection in a dream. So they would always go to the Quran to interpret the dream. And the bibliomancy is the same thing. For ma many, many, many hundreds of years, people have used the Bible to get divine guidance yes. from the divine 
saying, you guide my hand, guide my eye, and I will then take that beautiful message and apply it to what's going on in my life, which is mm -hmm. the whole other half of the equation. It's not just someone telling you about your life. It's someone giving this zip file that by you opening it up, allowing it in, unfolding it within you, interpreting it and applying it to your life, it, the, the, the engagement is complete then and the Excellent. message can unfold. And just randomly opening the book. Well, in my divination course, which I no longer teach, but I may consider doing this on the show, uh, when I taught that, I would use your Hidden Language Codes book. Oh, thank you very which much. Which is a perfect, perfect book to do this with. <laughs> thank you. Of course, you can use any of the great uh, mm -hmm. religious texts, but the good thing about the language codes is that they're in, in short, or the Hidden Language Codes, short, yeah, paragraph, paragraph books, mm -hmm. and you maybe sit and ponder a question and then you open the book. So I would recommend getting your book for that purpose, if nothing else. Yeah, excellent. And there's many other reasons, too. Well, prior to the show, I had gone into meditation to ask for uh, uh, inspiration, you know, uh, a knowing to come. And so I heard that um, if you picked a card for me, that would be what that was, the information, which we could do now, and we could also call it taromancy, <laughs> which I don't believe has been spoken, but you... Well, sure. Yeah, by all means. So why don't you just uh, pull, if you would, a card for me, and I will fess up as to what it means, presuming I can do something like that. Do you want me like to interpret it or just pull the card? Well, let's show the audience, and then we can uh, see what we say. <laughs> what was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, That's funny. Okay. Not All right. Necessarily inaccurate there. Abundanza. Abundance. Yeah. So abundance is what we actually live in all the time. What we are trained to do is doubt and measure and look for flaws. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Here I come. I didn't know you guys were getting a shot of it. Yeah, so this is true. We all live in abundance all the time. Just we have this ridiculous language that keeps us from recognizing it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a million, you have to have five million before you can calm down. If you have five million, you have to have a billion before you can call. If you have a billion, you have to have a trillion. If you have a trillion, uh, Rothschild, one of them, the Rothschild that looks like Mr. Burns said his family's worth $500 trillion, his family's worth. Trillion or billion? Trillion. Really? Yes. That's more mm. money than anybody. Uh, that's and a lot of money. Well, they started with Napoleon. They, they backed both sides and just collected interest. And they've been doing it in, in business ever since. So they have an interest in collecting interest. Yeah. <laughs> so if mankind ever gave up war, I don't know what the poor guy would do. <clears throat> mm. Well, yeah, that won't happen. As no long worries, as we're, we're not going to give up war. within ourselves. Yeah, we'll be at war in the planet. Yeah. There are those that say that's kind of kaput for the planet Earth if we don't yeah. wake up. Yeah, that's true. Well, wonder what it would take. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that we must find inner peace before we could collectively have peace. Yeah. Uh, that would just be a, a logical conclusion yeah. there. Well, but, Children are so inherently happy and laughing all the time. I remember. And then everybody makes them wrong. Yeah. Well, kids do, do know how to love and, and to get along and until it's trained out of them, that's yeah. for sure. 
But you know, talking about the taromancy or the bibliomancy, tarot does work that way. It gives the opportunity for the divine, our higher guidance, to bypass our head and our intellect and our doubt. It's a doubt bypasser. It's doubt is the flow inhibitor to the universe, which is um, uh, something yes. I've said for many years now. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, it is the flow inhibitor. And what we do by not letting it run through the mind, by selecting the cards literally, and by doing them what some people would call quote unquote random yeah. or synchronistically, it gives the opportunity for this other aspect to come through. Mm -hmm. And really, it is, half of it is in the interpretation of it, the application mm -hmm. of it. And so even if I'm giving a reading, whatever that reading says, it's really up to you to apply it to your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, often less is more, not more is more. When people are starting out, it, it's real easy to give lots of details. And sometimes that paints people into a corner. Mm -hmm. I remember in one of my psychic development classes one time, there was a lady who, out, people were practicing uh, getting impressions from each other. And one lady said, um, she almost didn't say it because it sounded silly, but she saw a ceramic chicken with peanuts in it. But she said it anyway, and the lady she was doing the reading for actually had a ceramic chicken with peanuts in it that she would, you know, use for snacking, mm -hmm. you know, reach in. And had she not overcome her doubt, she never would have said it and never found that out. So that so it is with, with our guidance. If we don't allow it to become verbal in our mind mm -hmm. or ground it in some way by speaking it or writing it, we'll never know. I remember I was on a radio show, God, this was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and I, well, when radio was new. Uh, but it was a call-in show, and this guy called in. and uh, All of a sudden, everything that I spoke was a baseball uh, language, you know, striking out up to the bat, uh, pop fly, things like that just mixed itself in with what I was saying. And I didn't stop it or anything, and it turned out this was the perfect language to communicate with this guy in. And then another guy called in, and at the time I was driving a red truck, it was that long ago, and I said, well, I see a red truck, because I did, which could have very easily been rooted by my... Uh, Your own red truck? Yeah, that, and uh, the fact that I'm just repeating what's familiar to me rather than... But it hit, hit the mark completely, so there's quite a bit of this to the uh, psychic interpretation mm. of um, information. Yeah. And it is just speaking what's in your mind, no matter how ridiculous you, it may right. seem. Right. Well, you have to give what you get. And mm -hmm. here's where experience really helps. You have to know what you're really getting mm -hmm. and what is your brain creating a story and a pattern around an initial impression. And I think that it is so uh, vital to practice. I know that now everything is instant, dehydrated happiness and all that. You add water, okay, I'm happy now. But some things take a lot of time. And I've talked many times on this show about keeping the employees that have wisdom and experience instead of getting rid of them for somebody you can get cheaper. Yeah, yeah maybe 80% of it is knowledge that anybody can get. But that 20% or however many percent is really what makes everything work. 
Well, so it is in your experience as you do readings. After a time, you will discover and determine what is a knowing and what isn't. And it's really important to know because I think we've all also been in those circumstances where we are with others and everybody is giving their intuitive impressions and people are just blurting out their unhealedness or their projections onto other people. So it is a powerful line to find within yourself to honor what you are getting without filling it with your own stuff. Mm -hmm. And that all comes from doing your inner work. You have to do your inner work oh, yeah, in absolutely. order to be good at what you do. In any field. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, just let me add that we're a live call-in show and if anyone had any questions, you'd be quite welcome to call in and uh, you will hear a couple of opinions <laughs> on what that, question, <laughs> what that question might be. This is what's so valuable about this show. As Mary said for years, the, you, the audience, are actually our guest. So if you do have uh, something that you'd like to know. Call on in. Call on in. <clears throat> the number is up on the screen, 571-749-1166. Mm -hmm. So that uh, we can be of service, which is basically yeah. our point here. Yeah. So what have you ever, maybe the audience would like to call in and share some stories. Have you ever had that guidance? those things that tell you, yes, and, and it resonates with you, and you actually do it, mm -hmm. where um, those things are actually very difficult to remember because they don't exist in the logical mind. Uh, like that dream I had one time of standing in front of two elevators, and the oh, first yeah. elevator opens up, and the floor and the car don't match up, and so I choose, I, I don't want to get on, and a spirit guide is standing next to me and says, well, don't get on if you don't feel comfortable. And so I got out of line, even though it was embarrassing to make everyone move. And then I'm standing in front of the other elevator, and the doors open up and the floor is fine. So I get on and I ask the guy, can I go back and see if that elevator crashed like my instincts were telling me, my mm -hmm. intuition was telling me? And the uh, guide said, no, because you cannot bring magic into the world of logic. It can't live there. You have to trust and your validation will come later. And so there comes this point where you have to follow that feeling once you've identified it. But it's not every little random thought. And there are a lot of exercises I am, will be showing people in the Psychic Development Series how to understand what is that feeling and what are these random visions that just cross your mind. And, and you can trace them back. When you can trace the vision back to thoughts you've just had, things going on in your life, you automatically know that that's not it. Mm -hmm. When it's a random drop-in, you're thinking about TV screens, and all of a sudden an umbrella pops into your mind, that's a different thing. Yeah, that step in. Another way in which you can be effective in uh, calling um, uh, your ability to catch on to this guidance is by actually having a guide, you know, to uh, when um, we'll be doing the third eye ceremony again. And at that point, we introduce uh, you to a number of concepts about guides, which I'll leave out at the moment. But um, once you are working with a guide in particular, I did not know that. Once huh. you're working with a guide, you can ask them 
and you can actually hear things. Okay. Whether you believe it's another story. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hey, it's Lina. Hi, Lina. Lina. All right. Oh, you all are so wonderful. Oh, so you, you too. too. <laughs> Thank you. I was sitting here thinking, you know, oh, that reminds me of the first time, you know, and then Mary says, why don't you all call in and tell us about your first experiences? Wonderful. And well, thank you. So years years ago, I had uh, I had an experience, and I just I didn't know where to place it in my world, and I just picked up a book that I had beside me, and I opened it up, and it said, "You have experienced the peace of God that ex that passes all understanding." Mm. And wow. I went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and. I, that, I'd never had a name for that. I used that technique, if you will. Mm -hmm. I didn't, nobody ever, I didn't have any place to go for about six years. I just used books to open the books up and something would come out. Something wow. Something would pop out at great? me. That is such a beautiful That's story. Great. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that you called to tell us that, because that's quite a thing to read, to open up yeah. um, out of the book. Well, yeah. it opened me up. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you have a, it's like a vibration. You know, you have an experience, uh, yeah. it was a vibration. And you ha I had this vibration that happened. And it was a story that kind of built around it. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, no, very well done. It changed my life, put yeah. me on a path yeah. that I have been on for 44 years, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it's just absolutely amazing. That is, that is amazing. It never ceases to, to amaze me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the beauty right there. Mm -hmm. take, never take stops. Take me in these exquisite places, and you all, you all clarify it so well. Mm. Like the, you tune into the cable car, you know, and feel the electrical shock yeah, of gee. the cable car. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, you 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 do that constantly on this show. You take you translate oh. the complicated or the the you you, you translate it to simple. Oh, well, thank you very well, thank much. Thank you, Lina. Yeah. How wonderful to hear yeah. your voice. It's a great connection. Good to hear yours. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. What a great story. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and Lina is so right too that there's always more to explore. But mm -hmm. that that looking, opening up for guidance. I did that in order to tell which book to buy. There's like 50 different books on oh, the same yeah. subject and I'll just open up and um, that use that as guidance. And one particular book, I think I, I've told you, it was around 1990 when, right before my mother passed. Oh. And I, I was very close to my mother and something told me to buy this book. I did not see that spending that money was in my r r power at that moment, but something kept calling to me and I opened it up and it was something very significant. So I bought the book and it happened to be the very thing that helped me to, to um, deal with my mother's passing at that time. But great, we have another call. Yes, we do. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, you're on the air. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Um, hello? Hi, hello, yes, what's your name? My name is Samhar. Samhar. What can we do for you? Now, if you turn down the volume on your TV, you'll be able to hear us through your phone. I will Pardon? Say hello. Hello, I would like 
I think she wants a reading. Oh, Sahar, are you asking? You got, um, anyway, I think there was a disconnect there. So I think, um, oh. oh, I tell you what, if you would like a reading, we do a segment um, a after the duck. Please call in. I'd be most happy to do a reading for you. We always do it after the duck for yeah, those. Yeah, in the last and 15 you're minutes You're welcome of the to show. ask questions anytime, but the readings are in the last 15 of the show. Yeah, very so well please thought. do call back. We'd love to have you mm -hmm. call in there. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the idea of opening the book, someone very close to me many, many years ago was contemplating suicide. Oh. And they were in a place where the only book there was the Bible, and they picked it up and opened it up, and it was something to the effect, I take no one, and no one, it is not your time until I call you, or something, I'm very paraphrasing, yeah, I don't yeah. remember what the yeah. actual quote was. And so the person closed the book and decided not to do that. It, it literally saved their life. And we can have television, Mancy, too, flipping channels. We've told the story, a number of people have called and said that they were in the midst of contemplating suicide. And especially a long time ago when people flipped channels a lot. Yeah. Before now we have all these programmed things and uh, th they would just be flipping. And um, several times people told, wrote and said that they had pills in their hand they were getting ready to take and their right hand just picked up the and remote and started flipping it around. And it happened stopped. to be yeah. the message that they needed See, that, at that That moment. is in, in and of itself an amazing accomplishment in life to have been the um, faculty by which that was prevented. Mm. And doesn't have to be uh, cards or words even. It can be really anything. Mm -hmm. A cloud can do it. Mm. Uh, you know, just a rust on a pipe can do it. There, there a doesn't smell. Yeah, there doesn't have to be um, a normal language. Mm -hmm. You can That's just communicate. Point. Yeah, and so you can just ask. Um, if you closed your eyes and asked for a mental picture to appear, and I saw a, a, a bluebird with gray underwings, which I'm sure has a, a the feathers underneath were gray, light gray, and it was a blue bird of happiness with light gray, which is interesting. But I mean, just. Uh, Anybody in the audience that would like to close their eyes for a moment and just see what image pops in? Paperclip. Okay, you know, just... As long as it's not that talking paperclip on yes, Microsoft the, yeah. Word. No, this is just a different He's a little paperclip. irritating sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's entirely possible to just download the information. And we it doesn't always have to, do. Yeah, and we you always know, do. You know how... Uh, this was like maybe in the early 80s. I was, before there were any books that I had access to, I was um, thankfully and blessedly um, shown much of what I came to know through my dreams and through meditations and out of body experiences and stuff. But um, there, there was a, uh, and I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> but it was a good journey. I yeah, what were we it. talking about right before that? Uh, seeing, just closing your eyes and seeing pictures in oh, the yes, early yes. 80s, you were. And so yeah. I created a little room. Like I, I, I'd always thought I would love to open a coffee shop in a book ha book store. This was long before Borders and all that. I thought, wouldn't that be great? And so I created a place in my vision of this cute little store, and I had in that store this magic thing that I could type and ask any question, mm -hmm. and it would come up. 
So it was kind of the precursor to the internet. Um, long before what I, uh, the internet really was in existence or that magic, I knew about anyway. Magic but eight ball was I, in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Anyway, I would type a question, anything about my life, and I would just observe and watch, and that answer would appear on the screen. Yeah, I mean, computers did exist. My uncle worked um, as like an atmospheric researcher, and um, he had a computer, and I remember thinking, mm. You can type any question in there. It was like a magic eight ball, and it would. Uh, it's gotten more sophisticated. It wasn't like that, but it seemed like a. Interesting concept all the way around. There were so many. So the idea of um, spiritual guidance, okay, well, and other ways in which we are guided. Well, it, you know, you were talking just a little while ago about auditory things and mm -hmm. the different ways. Another story, um, you know, as we're waiting for people to call in, or as you think of some stories, I was driving in my car and I was at a stop stoplight and there were hedges and stuff to the either side and the light turns green and I proceed to start up and over my car radio, and interestingly it was a Geico commercial that was on the car radio, but then it like interrupts and this man's voice just says, stop! as loud as anything, I can still hear it in my ears, yeah. and my foot automatically, because your, your, your energy field knows stuff nanoseconds before your brain actually hears it, mm -hmm. and it step, stepped on the brakes like that, just as a big GTO type, big duster, you know, those heavy... I remember those. Zoom, like about 50 miles an hour through the light, and I had a little Chevette, which you could pick up See? and get stuck on bubble gum, and all that. And yeah. so I, 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 it saved me. It really mm -hmm. did. And I've heard countless stories. Well, it is proof that you are loved by God. It really is proof of that, by the way. Just don't forget it. You know, and that's... No, I had some more suffering to do. That's all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, Nippy, no. we're all going to die. No, decide no more suffering. Yes, I decide. Yes. It is the way that works. Yeah. No, that, that is amazing. And mm -hmm. we go through those times. Well, I'm sure you've had those episodes yeah. where it just seems like everything is divinely led. Yeah. Where you get the feeling to go over here right as the safe drops out from the sky, like in cartoons. We, as a matter of fact, I remember when I met you, you said that there are angels that are out there on the highways. Oh, because God, yes. it is a miracle every day that we drive rapid speeds passing each other and everybody is for the most part okay. The large mass of us are, yes. you know? And so there are miracles that happen all the time. Oh, every day, yeah. We had been talking about people at the time of the American Revolution and where are they in a car now? You know, it was like eight hours to go 20 miles in those days. 30 miles maybe if you're really, really slapping leather or whatever the expression was. <laughs> Step on the horse, whatever that is. But uh, uh, what it would be like for somebody from <laughs> slapping that... Slapping leather, that's funny. Well, yeah. What it would be like for someone from that long ago in history to drive in a modern car, they'd be petrified. Totally, it would be surreal without even realizing the splat factor in it. That, you know, it would just be white knuckled completely. And that, uh, then we were saying that the Google car is, you can go 500 miles an hour in it, 
and they won't let you have a windshield because you couldn't handle it. You just get in the car, get out in Philadelphia, 20 minutes went by, right? You know, that, that's, but they, they can't do that on ordinary roads. They have to upgrade all the roads, and they have to sell everyone a new car. You know, otherwise you can only go on. So, yeah, so we have a little much. time before we have to deal with that? Not long, not knowing these people and the amount of greed that's running this world at this time. But, uh, well, it makes you wonder uh, where, you know, you're bringing up all these, po like, more political, economic type things, wondering where people's spiritual guidance went. Like, is this on our spiritual path? No. I, I would say it would have to be on some level. I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. And I also agree that it's uh, kind of voiding the whole thing because the... Uh, a nun in the year something like 1,000 said that for every mile you walk, your heart walks 10 miles, meaning that uh, a nice, slow, leisurely walk is a form of meditation. Going at 500 miles an hour with no windshield doesn't lend itself to meditation. Well, maybe in some alternate realities it does. Well, what about momentum and things like that? No, <laughs> like, I know. <clears throat> well, it does change you. You know, for eons, we yeah. measured our concept of time, maybe not time as a clock like we look at it now, but we had a feeling uh, about a, a certain amount of distance one could cover in a day. Yeah. And then when we started riding horses, that changed and other vehicles. But that's why towns tend to be about 20 miles apart because that was a day's ride or walk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, now, if we were to populate uh, places, it would probably be a lot larger expanse before, before we'd have the new town. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, I think that the spirit guides and the guidance that we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier comes to us in dreams so much. That's why I really have devoted much of my life in the study of dreams oh, yeah. and developing quite a number of dream courses and things yes, like that, have. writing a book and doing the cards. I just find them endlessly fascinating. I'm, I'm serious. You know how in the old days, oh, we're going to show you slides from our trip and everyone tries to escape and yawn and all that. You can sit and tell me your dreams and I find them very interesting. Yes. I don't always have time to interpret everyone's dreams if they just mail them to me or whatever, because it's very, it is a time-consuming thing to interpret a dream because yeah. there's so many facets. But I have I was introduced to my spirit guides through dreams, and spirit guides can come in many forms. They don't have to be people. They can be animals. They can be objects that you see reoccurring. Like in one series of dreams, it was a coat rack that I the next that. day I was doing some search on something else entirely on the internet, and it. I saw the little, you know how it gives you a little paragraph of each one. It says something about whenever I see coat racks, it, it means spirit guides to me in dreams. And I thought that's exactly what it was. And I used some techniques to determine that. But when I was very young and going through quite a hard time in my life, I was 19 at the time, had two small children. I was very young Yes. when I had my children. I had a dream in which I was walking this path of life. I told the earlier part of it, the pit, and, and congratulations on God as I uh, climbed out. But I was on this other path that represented life, and I just came around the right angle. And I was having an emotional uh, feeling about things. And this old, uh, older woman came selling flowers. And 
I didn't know if I could deal with that, so this aspect of me stepped outside of me and went over and dealt with her, and that's how I got to know the spirit guy named Catherine, which is odd, it's also my middle name. Anyway, she came to me for a number of years, all the way up until 1983-84, and often in dreams, and she came in many forms and rarely spoke, but would show me things. And I real at that time, I thought it was just an aspect of me that had transcended fear, mm -hmm. because she would handle things that I had fear over. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, I, I guess uh, other guides came, but if you look at your dreams, particularly go back and look at some of the dreams you had when you were younger, you'll, you'll find guidance in the dreams. And if it's not in an overt form like a spirit guide, giving you information telepathically or whatever, it might be in the form of a flower or a key that you found in your dream Ooh. or a book you found in your dream or a helper or a number of chairs when you're tired. It could be anything. Absolutely. No, this is quite a, quite a bit of information. The idea Sorry. of spirit... No, 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 I'm just digesting it. The spirit, spirit guides are definitely a method by which we can connect. I've had um, many, many guides. I've probably told the story on the show of meeting the first angel that I met flat out, and it was in uh, uh, Washington, D.C., and I was in uh, a restaurant that had a jazz band, and I was seated outside, so I wasn't looking at the stage or anything. And uh, I'm sitting there, and uh, forlorn, and uh, I don't even remember why, but this person comes and just sits, and it's, I know it's not a person, you know, it's, it's, but it's, I can see, and, and uh, had green eyes and a very sharp nose and uh, sat opposite me, and um, so I go, hello, and he says hello back, and I say, um, what's your name, and he goes, um, Halo wishes, not Aloysius, Halo wishes. And I've worked with him for simply ever. I've worked with him from that moment to this, and it's unlikely that I'll cease. And he's now just Hal. And um, he spoke with a Jewish accent, and I said, well, you know, you're an angel. I didn't know it worked that way. A Jewish that, accent. Jewish accent. And I go, I didn't know it worked that way. And he goes, well, you know, it works like that. And then I said, well, aren't you guys supposed to be heralded by trumpets? Okay, and a trumpet solo began at that very moment. Now, this is a jazz club, and you don't open a jazz set with a solo trumpet. It, it builds up to that, right? So, okay, I didn't know, but Well, no, you wouldn't, yeah, I mean, it just defied logic. And uh, I've worked with him ever since. And oh, that's a lovely uh, story. He, for years, would perform Sekim on me, even in my sleep, you know, where, and I, it just became uh, codified to just put me in there, meant work uh, with Sekim on me while I was, uh, mm. and I think I will uh, receive such a treatment very soon, good. even this evening, because I think this is a good time. Yeah, it's always but, a good time to heal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. and. It's so encouraging and empowering to people, too, mm -hmm. to know that it can come in many forms, wide awake, sound asleep, in the form of a symbolic thing, in the form of the 
the piece of paper that floats and floats and lands over there, right to, at the near business card that is good for you to find. It, it, it's um, so many different different ways yeah. that these spirit guides come. You've made us so many business cards over the years. Just wanted to thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. No, you've done some very good work that way. I, I, I have put a lot into this uh, volunteer endeavor that we do here over the years. True, no um, one it, quite understands. It has understands. been a love of yeah. mine. And yeah. um, one good thing is when we retire from this, there'll be plenty in the archives to keep watching. Over 700. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know what we'll be, and we'll probably yes. be doing other Our things YouTube still. channel, and here mm -hmm. come the duck, I believe. Here the duck, here the duck. All right. Cutie duck. This is our duck dangler, Suzanne. There we go. Hey. Hi, Susie Q. <laughs> okay. Um, step out of the drama. Journey into the silence of your center. Let go of any attachment to outcomes. Your silence will transmute it all. Is the universal message there. The eagle is guiding you right now and offering you great insight and knowledge. Watch for signs. Basically the theme of the show. Well, thank you. And I'm going to start off the reading for oh, yeah. Barbara because she was not able to get through. Um, okay, let me do this. And this is for Barbara. And the first card that we get, and I know this is a, a rapid thing, so we're not probably going to get a close-up on that right yet because we finished the duck so quickly. But I, um, it is the creativity card. And one of the things I feel that may have been repressed, suppressed with you early on is your great creative abilities. And so what it did is it pushed you to stretch it to try to to try to get it into a zone where it was safe. And this is saying it's safe to bring it out into the mainstream because it is divinely protected. And break free from those old associations and everything. It just looks like a whole new form, a new reality, a new way of looking at things. And uh, the rebel defies society's beliefs and he rides with the hawk on his shoulder with his own fiery light. Uh, guiding him, and I uh, feel that this is a very powerful time. It's also talking about the spirit guide of the the master. The, this is actually Osho. This is the Osho Zen Tarot, and in uh, Buddhism, it's not attaining to get to know God or be like God. It's become to become God, to become yourself as powerful as Buddha, and that comes through self mastery, and that some things I've observed on the path of that self-mastery is we do get thrown into the intersections of other people's energies yes. at cro as cross-currents, as our sparring partner to our excellence, not as an inhibitor. And to see it that way can drastically change reality. Change everything. And your chakra, chakra affirmation, affirmation card is the sacral chakra. I love others through the doorway of myself. Mm. Good one. Good catch, Rick. Rick's running, running the camera really well. Okay. Just think what he'll be like when his leg's better. <laughs> Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith. Hey, Edith. Well, Good to hear from you. Yeah. 
I just called for a reading um, from both of you. I enjoy the new format. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, I'll hang up. Thanks, Thanks for saying so. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I'm so glad that Neville is joining me at last after all these years. I have uh, wished for that and yeah. looked for ways to pull you into this with a palmistry or whatever, and yeah. it just wasn't the right timing, but now it is, and I just mm -hmm. love it. It's a great addition. Okay, the first card is the sorrow, where you go deep down into self in order to rise up, and this feels like stuff you're leaving in the past. You've done that inner work, and it's not really important to look into it anymore. Just know it's okay to let it go. You've had your dark night of the soul, and it's opening an expanse that you never would have seen before. And creating that wonderful grand integration, and it's what the Buddhists call becoming at one with yourself, when you can get your yin and your yang in the same place, rather than, okay, I've got to ride on the yin today, I've got to ride on the yang tomorrow. It's all about letting b both of them be your being the master of both of them at the same time. And the final card, and this is the one I had pulled earlier when, when you had asked it, that the lion has lived his life thinking he was the sheep, but he was really the king of the jungle. And sometimes we put on all these uh, costumes trying to be something that we're not, when in actuality the real us is so much better than whatever that is. And that, that's what we're trained to do. Oh, so absolutely. be yourself, free yourself. What was that song? Does anybody remember? If Suzanne doesn't know, no one knows. Be yourself, free yourself. It's from the 70s, if anybody knows that. And what That's is so the fun. card she? And your chakra affirmation card is the solar plexus chakra. Love is always a win-win. These are brilliant. Thank you. Mary, these are brilliant cards. Thank you. Now, uh, explain a little bit, because people might not know. Well, there are the seven suits of the, each chakra, and there are uh, eight cards of each suit. And um, you can use them by separating them into the chakras and get a message from those energy centers if you feel blocked. And the affirmation itself, by saying it repeatedly, will unblock that energy. You can use it as a message, mm -hmm. uh, or you can use it for specific questions, and we oh, have excellent. And um, excellent, thank you. Um, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Uh, you're on the air, please speak. Hello? Hi. hi you're on the air. Yes, hi, uh, my name is Zabiba. Hi. How are you guys? Great, Excellent. thanks, how are you? Great, I enjoy your show. Can I get a reading from both of you, please? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the first card is playfulness. One of the wonderful things about having that playful vibe where you're not in resistance to life or to people or circumstances around you is that it lets your light out, it lets it out of the pores. I feel like you're there for people. You really give them inspiration and guidance and that helps you to, um, you know, that's your contribution to the world and it's saying don't stop doing that. And for some reason, I don't know if there's an older person that you're working with or you have thought about working with older people or something like that. What this card is, is typically it means going around uh, full circle to where you're going. You have wisdom and innocence at the same time. You've had your innocence, you gain your wisdom, and now you have both. But this is something about sharing is what I get from that 
and letting people know who you are. Oh, look, and sharing. <laughs> the very word I just said is the other card, is to share your light. It could talk about teaching, counseling, giving. Mm -hmm. What did you get for Aviva? Well, first of all, sharing was a synchronicity, as yes. you were saying, rather yes. than a coincidence. So yes. you thought, oh, what a coincidence. Oh, good one. Please upgrade. And your card is the crown chakra. No matter where I am or what I do, I am on my sacred path. Mm. And uh, these are. I love that. These are your readings are really so superb. Just, well, yours too. Thank well, you. Well, these. Okay, another card. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name? name? My name is Samhar. Hi. Samhar. Nice to hear from you. Yes. Uh, hello. How are you? Good. Very good. Good. Uh, what can we do for you? I would like to read from both of you. Okay, thank you. And here we go. The first card we get is the postponement card. Uh, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but the postponement card is saying that this person has been waiting until the kids grow up, until they have more money or whatever. There's always an excuse or a re reason to put something further away from them. And this is saying don't don't put it off now. Now's the time to, to pull that in. And what this got, idea of understanding that you're not really imprisoned by something is such a powerful key to have to unlock any cage. The understanding that we're never trapped, that everything is within our conscious um, choice, even if it doesn't look like it and just have faith that it is. This is saying that whatever you feel trapped in a circumstance, whether it's a job or a relationship or something, you're not really trapped. And to open up and receive help from unlikely places, it does look like there might be an offer coming to you that would be a very good thing to have that will change your life considerably. Mm -hmm. And Your chakra affirmation card is from the heart chakra. I attract healthy and harmonious relationships. Mm -hmm. hey. Great. Great, perfect. I think that fit in very much with what I was seeing too. Perfect, thank you. And Excellent. thanks for calling. Yeah. And one other quick little thing. I don't know if we have time for another call. Okay, two minutes. Um, just wanted to fill, f uh, fit this in. I had a, a dream. I used to dream with famous people. Mm -hmm. uh, we added that to our dream class as an assignment, but I did that early on. And many years ago when my kids were small and I was looking to find a way to take care of us and to survive, Ben Franklin came into my dreams, and I was at um, uh, at uh, Mount Vernon, and he was showing me the old foundation to the house and all this stuff, and he showed me ways that I could support my children and move forward. And he was a great catalyst to me succeeding in raising my children and um, them being happy, healthy, and all that. Excellent. We had the marketing budget that a lot of TV shows and stuff have, and so we really do depend oh. on the kindness of you to uh, like, uh, you know, to comment and. Yeah. Uh,
just getting started. So thank you very much. Thank you.